The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Jay Spence, the King. I am in the building. It is hump day, hump day. I got my peoples with me. I got sterols for the girls and my man. First of all, let me let me take a second and really introduce this man the right way. I got my guy. He's been family now to me for a couple of years since we've been doing this. My guy, he's Arrowhead Pride. Even though I know the Chiefs Kingdom and Bills Mafia, sometimes they go at each other wrong. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Ron is not that dude. Ron, why don't you let everybody know like, just where they can find you on Twitter and, and all that stuff. But but I, first, thank you for coming on, dog. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, Jay Spence. Sterling, good to see you, too. Appreciate you guys. Always good talking, um, you know, this game, man. It's, a, it's been a fun matchup over the years. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm the lead analyst over at ArrowheadPride.com and the SB Nation Chiefs site. Um, you know, I do my weekly film reviews, you know, uh, previews, you know, I do an opponent scout every week. So that's kind of what I'll be digging into after this show is, uh, is getting a, a closer, a really closer look at the bills. So, uh, you guys are getting me ready tonight. So I'm, I'm fired up, man. I'm fired up. Let's, let's go. So before we get into it, I do have to say that you are listening to this on Buffalo rumblings, vidcast network presented by Picasso pizza, treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. I feel like it shouldn't say shipping local. It should be delivery local. You know, right, right. Not shipping. You know, but I, I'm yeah. not. I'm not here to judge. Yeah, yeah. I'm not here to judge. Let's see. <laughs> Shout out to everybody in the comments. We got my girl B in the building. Hell, B B. What is up, B? <laughs> my man Daniel is here. Jr. is here. T. Estelle is here, and Chris and. Daryl and all the usual suspects. Sarah's in the building. What's up, Sarah? Happy hump day, everybody, she says. Hey, Richard Rush is here. Let's get right into it, though. Um, so, Ron, you are the guest of the hour. I want to I talk to you about your team before we talk about the Bills and Chiefs game coming up. I, I, had, um, I had Pete on my show last night. I had him on the Code of Conduct, and we talked a little bit about the Chiefs and Raiders game. I want your thoughts on it. What the heck? Like, 
<laughs> what is going on, man? Like y'all won. Y'all won, yeah. but that's not the way you expect the Chiefs to come out and beat a team like the Raiders this year. What happened? Yeah, and, you know, first off, I, I do think the Raiders are a little better than the record. I mean, I, I, I do mm-hmm. want to give them a little more credit than, than maybe the one and four shows. And, and they did come out with a good game plan. You know, I think that's the one thing right off the bat is, is you know, the defensive game plan was really good. You know, uh, you know Dublin, Kelsey, uh, obviously before the red zone, not in the red zone. Um, you know, really making it hard on, on the Chiefs' pass game by – you know, crash in the pocket with Chandler, you know, Chandler Jones, you know, looked like his normal self, you know, he hadn't really had a good, good season until that point. Um, but that might've been because left tackle Orlando Brown Jr. Was the guy he was going against. So uh, yeah, I, I think the main theme of that game was really at first, at least was, was the, the offensive line just really wasn't cutting it. You know, uh, we were missing Trey Smith, our starting right guard, backup guard, Nick Allegretti comes in while he, he whiffs on one run block on first down to stuff one run and, 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 gives up a sack and this is on the opening drive so right away you're missing trey smith and then yeah you know right tackle andrew wiley uh you know gave up a couple sacks to crosby brown had a had a rough day against jones but mahomes did step up mahomes did kind of adjust you know uh, get better in the pocket and, and that's when you kind of start the uh, started to see the offense start rolling you know quick passes just getting the ball out quick andy obviously scheming it up and then finishing in the red zone obviously you know not settling for field goals kelsey had the four touchdowns which is just ridiculous but yeah you know my favorite part guys was uh was the the last play of the game you know that's that's a great raiders way to lose you know (laughs) just running into each other when honestly if you kind of look at it if the time if the routes didn't run into each other they might have sprung open and it might have been you know a game-winning play so uh great way for the raiders to raider but yeah definitely not a a, you know the most encouraging performance for the chiefs but you know i'm gonna chalk it up to uh you know maybe uh looking ahead to this game possibly you know having two big games sandwiched um between them they're not one to, to, you know, have they're going to have these letdowns, I should say. You know, the Chiefs are going to have these letdowns energy wise. They, they've done it throughout the Andy Reid era. So I'm not expecting yeah. that on Sunday coming up. OK, well, well, so my question is, first of all, shout out to Joe Miller. Uh, Joe is obviously normally the the co-host with me. He's I don't even know what he's doing. He's doing something. So he's not here tonight. I got Steros and Ron. Um, but the reason why I, met, I bring Joe up there is because it, the question that I feel like Joe would ask me at this point is, well, are we starting to finally see a weakness with the Chiefs? And because when I ask this, I'm asking with respect, because obviously over the last few years, it is almost seemed like since Mahomes took over that starting quarterback position, it just seemed like roster wise, top to bottom, the Chiefs were just like ahead of everybody else. And when you played them, you add the talent that Patrick Mahomes have or has, I should say. And then it was just unfair. Now you look at the game Monday night and Josh Jacobs has a day, you know, he, he, now granted, they, they added an extra offensive lineman to kind of help with that. But I mean, you're just not used to seeing the chiefs get ran over like that. You're not used to seeing a first half where um, a team dominates the way they did in the first half. I tweeted out very early and I I know I I probably shouldn't have tweeted, you know, it was probably my fault, but I'm like, I know it's early, but I hope the Raiders keep clapping these boys. That didn't (laughs) happen. That didn't happen. So, but outside or inside, cause you're, you're there. So, how do you how do you feel? Do you feel like it's one of those things that the the, the rest of the league is catching up talent wise, or is it that you know obviously you lost to Rick Hill, so is it that you're losing talent, or, or what's really happening? No, I think you kind of hit it there. I, th- this team is is a lot changed over, right? There's a lot of newcomers on this team, offense and defense. And, you know, a lot of youth, especially on defense. You know, rookie wise, you know, there are a lot of first year play players making significant snaps. But even besides that, you know, new veterans. You know, obviously the receiving core is completely turned over from. Tyreek Demarcus Robinson and, and and Byron Pringle like it was last year, and that's where I do think it's it's fair to almost you know question how you know how good 
you know, I, I think the questions were fair coming into the season and, and, you know, to, to talk about the bills a little bit too. I think that's why maybe it was, you know, I, I think Chiefs fans felt slighted, right? Like, Hey, you know, the bills are the Super Bowl favorites now. Like, you know, we beat them last time, whatever. I do think it was, it was, you know, justified when you look at each team's off season that one team went through a lot of change, you know, yeah, you have Mahomes and Reed, but that's a lot of change they're dealing with. And, you know, unproven players at some spots, obviously with rookies and just veterans trying to prove themselves again. And a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster. And then you look at the bills and, you know, obviously everyone's going to lose some players in the offseason, but it seemed like really all you guys did was add an elite pass rusher in Von Miller and, and get better. Right. So, and, and, and not have too much turnover. And, and when you did have turnover, you, you might've even upgraded at you know, uh, like a slot receiver, you know, uh, what you guys have this year compared to like a maybe Cole Beasley last year. But all that to say is, is, yeah, I think it's, I think when you talk about, you know, maybe the league catching up, I just think we're, we're seeing the, this new era, the Mahomes, you know, this post Tyreek era, we're still adjusting into it. Still early in the season. They're still kind of feeling out how they, how they're going to play uh, without Tyreek. So I think that's really the main thing. Why, why maybe there's some ups and downs some ebbs and flows. They're always going to be a pretty up and down team energy wise. I mentioned that that's just how Andy teams work. It feels like, but, uh, but I, I think that's kind of the main key here. Mm. Sterles, you got something for me? You know, first of all, man, this is the week I hate Ron. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> nah, nah, Ron's, Ron's the homie, man. And these, the these are always these are always good conversations. Uh, you know, I, I guess my question comes, you know, now, you know, Tyreek's gone. You know, Kelsey is still the number one receiving option. Who's who's been the guy that's kind of stepped up? I know, you know, Valdez Scantling is, you know, in there and Juju was in there. I know you guys like to use him in space after the catch. And you got my guy Sky Moore over there. Like, so when Pat comes off that first read, who who's who's the next guy that we should be the Bills fans should, should know about for Sunday? Well, going into the season, everyone thought it was Juju, right? It, it, it seemed like it, you know, the, the camp, you know, his training camp performance definitely seemed like it, but you know, as the season went on, goes on, it definitely seems like even though Juju does have more targets in him this year by, I think, three or four, it does seem like Valdez Scantling has really been that that second, um, you know, uh, I, I should say impactful receiver. Because I do think Juju gets a lot of this, the, these easy catches, kind of just get him in his hands, get, you know, quick passes. You're seeing Valdez Scantling do a lot more intermediate to deep stuff, um, you know, uh, complimenting off of Kelsey. So, yeah, I'd say MBS, but, you know, you talk about the receiving court. Even even he hasn't been, you know, um, consistently impressive. And, and the receiving core itself outside of Kelsey, you know, it, I, I've seen some struggles in terms of getting themselves open, right? You know, a lot of the times you've seen these big pass plays. It's either a really good throw by Mahomes or a very well-schemed up play by Andy Reid. We haven't seen a lot of these receivers creating separation. So, you know, I know Sterling, I know I knew, I know you, but both you guys probably into the draft. You know, my, you know Sky Moore, our second-round pick, he hasn't played a lot this year yet, but I think he is kind of this key to to maybe uh, uh, boosting this receiving core a little bit, getting him more involved. He, he's a guy that can create separation quickly off the line. Um, you know, obviously, you know, deeper in routes as well on route breaks. He's a very smooth route runner. And it was very apparent in training camp. He was much more impressive in that realm um, than Smith-Schuster and Valdez-Scantling in training camp, you know, his first time, you know, playing with, you know, on the field. So, I, I, you know, I, that might be a little change up we see against the Bills. I'm, I'm kind of excited because they've kind of been teasing it these last couple right. weeks. So I, I'm, you know, Sky Moore is kind of that, that X factor kind of guy that I think they need to get involved more. Yeah, they, they seem to kind of use him on screens and stuff like that. I mean, I think he's, as from the wide receiver position, I think he's your best route runner right, right. now. Right. You know, uh, Nicole Harmon sure hasn't answered the bell. He was doing all that talking this offseason, <laughs> and he ain't done shit. <laughs> well, so, hey, 
uh, and I'll just say on that too. I mean, uh, you know, I was someone that kind of wanted to say, Hey, you know, McColl, the ex- most experienced receiver in the room, right. You know, I, I think that experience is going to really, you know, make him maybe like one of the top receivers in the room because, Hey, he's the only one that has continuity from home that the, all the other guys are new. And I think be, the you seeing him still be this, just this gadget player this year really speaks to all you need to know about, you know, how little he's progressed as a player, how, how limited he is as a player. And, you know, I, it's, it's just, he, he is who he is now. So yeah, I, it, it is, I kind of had my last ditch effort to, to say, okay, McColl's going to turn around this year, be like a legit receiver and we're not seeing it. So you're right. You, you have a good eye Sterling because you are hundred percent correct. <laughs> Let me ask you this though, because you're talking about the, how the roster's changed and how these play, these new pieces aren't or are fitting in. Um, and I, again, I said this to Pete yesterday and I'm like, I'm gonna get it right next time. And I feel like I'm about to butcher it again, but um, Pacheco is it Pacheco Pacheco. Pacheco. I was close. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> I've, I've heard Pacheco. So I, that was definitely closer than that. So. Okay. Well, I like him. And for some reason, it seems like I understand that Clyde um, Edwards Hilaire is Hilaire, or however you say his name. I understand that he's um, the RB1 there. But the thing is, the I feel like throughout the season so far, I've watched him and, and there have been moments that he just hasn't come up big as an RB1. He's dropped some passes. Um, he's missed some holes. He's done some things that Honestly, the same frustrations Bills fans have with our running backs. And then it seems like every time this rookie gets on the field, he just jumps off the screen to me, man. Like he just he pops. So why why isn't Andy Reid like putting him in the offense? And then after this, um, I do want to really quickly touch on uh, the Pittsburgh game with against the Bills. Let's celebrate real quick, you know, like in a different way. And then we'll move on to this game. Well, yeah, yeah, it, it is quick because Clyde has definitely taken that pass game role this year. You know, everything we thought of him as a prospect in the first round as that receiving back, he's definitely gotten better at that this year. You mentioned some drops. Yes, he, it hasn't been perfect, but, you know, it's a, it's a lot more creative and better than it has been in years past. Okay. And so he has that role. And so there's this other role for the kind of the under center downhill runner kind of back. Um, and, and that seems to be rotating between Pacheco and McKinnon. You know, the Bucks game, it was Pacheco. You know, he was the hot guy. But I do think McKinnon gets that 30-yard run on Monday night. They kind of lean on the hot hand, and Pacheco doesn't play. So, right now, it does just kind of seem like it's just riding the hot hand between those two. But I do think Pacheco eventually – you know, he, he's a rookie, and he's a seventh-round pick, too. So, I think eventually, you know, as the season goes, he'll, he'll get going. Uh, Sterles, I want your opinion on this, and I'll give mine as well. Uh, Sarah says, Kelsey and, and Edwards Alaire are my concerns. The, our run defense has been stout, but really untested because we get ahead so quickly and they abort the run. How do you feel about that? Uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire is not a concern. I, I think anything, it's what Kelsey does to open up the offense, right? I think whoever they, I think Jared McKinnon is probably, I mean, the better back. If you if you ask me who I'm afraid of mm-hmm. is Jared McKinnon, just from what he's able to do from a speed standpoint, testing the edge, catching ball in the backfield. Uh, Clyde, if you want to hand the ball to Clyde Edwards Hilaire 15 times, I would be more than happy to see that. But uh, I, it all starts with Kelsey, and and you know they're the offensive line. They got you know the the best three interior offensive linemen in the game, right? Uh, and it, it starts up front for the Chiefs, man. And they they're doing it differently. They're they're building that roster. Uh, don't disagree with me, Strell. You know, it's all love. It's all love. But I mean, I don't know. You know, you we got the Chiefs expert here. I mean, she's gonna be Kelsey, real mad at me because I'm I know, right? With her big time. But go right. ahead. <laughs> but but Kelsey Kelsey opens that whole offense up, and uh, so you know, I don't I don't think it's gonna be a battle of the run games. Even though we saw you know Josh Jacobs get off last night, 
I mean, we're going to see a lot of this game. I mean, because they know they have to outscore each other. Right. It's going to be in the in the hands of these two quarterbacks. Well, yeah. yeah. And so oh, real quick, I'm sorry. My, my thoughts on that is I, I don't necessarily even agree with the point that we get ahead so quickly and abort the run. Like if you're talking about Pittsburgh, fine. But like if you because I was pissed off, like I was so upset the first couple of weeks because I felt like it wasn't a full, complete game of dominance on offense. When you look at the, the Tennessee game, like, well, what was the score at halftime? Like 10, 10, 10 points, 10. Yeah, 10, 13, 10 or 10, 10 or something like that, you know. And when you and you when you figure that the Buffalo Bills have had eight games in a row prior to the the um, Ravens game that they scored on the first drive to go into half at ten, that to me that's not getting up big. Like so, we still in in Tennessee had Derrick Henry and he has great two great games back to back now. So I was I was questioning if Derrick Henry was still Derrick Henry. He looks like he is. Um, and for whatever reason, either they didn't figure it out against the Bills or the Bills just really have a good run defense. When you look at the Super Bowl defending champions, same thing. The, the Rams, uh, we, we it, I think it was 17-10 at the half, which isn't like a lead that makes you think like, okay, they can't throw the ball anymore. So I just look at it like, you know, I, I really think our run defense has improved. Like we got rid of Starla Tulele and we got rid of some guys and brought back Jordan Phil. And like now it's it's a thing. So, I mean, I hear what Sarah's saying, and I understand why her concerns are where they are. I think Kelsey is the concern. My bad, Ryan. You had something to say? Oh, well, no. You talk about Kelsey. I mean, it, it, I do think that's something I'm really curious to see in this game, this matchup, is is how the Bills, if they do kind of change up anything on, on how they defend Kelsey. You know, I, I think a lot of times in the past, you know, they've kind of just, you know, played it straight up. Like, look, you know, we're, we're not doing anything special. You know, we'll we'll kind of just trust our – really good uh, zone defenders and, and obviously when they're in man too to, to, to make plays on defense. But, you know, without Tyree Kill, defenses are, and the Raiders are doing the most that I've seen this year, defenses are wanting to take away Kelsey and, and force Mahomes to go to his <laughs> new players. But it's just crazy to me, and this is the funniest part of this year, is that it's just it doesn't matter. Kelsey and Mahomes are making it not matter, even though defenses do want to take them away. And so I'm really curious, you know, the Bills are probably the best, you know, I I would say they're the best defense, you know, the Chiefs have faced this year. Uh, I I do, I am curious to see just how, if they handle it any different. Yeah, I I don't, from a schematic standpoint, I mean, I I think that you're going to see some double teams with Kelsey. Um, You know, the whole, the Bills MO on defense is to keep everything in front of them. You know, it's like lock it down. And then, you know, when you get in the 20s and okay, here we go. Right. Because they don't want to get beat deep. The, the thing that tips it in Buffalo's favor is that the run defense is improved. So, you know, you're going to, they're going to make Kansas city one dimensional, but again, you're talking about the best quarterback in the game and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but if you can stop Kelsey, no one can stop Kelsey, but the bills have not let him pop off as much as other teams have. Right. So without Micah Hyde, I think it's going to be harder. Jordan Porter's back, but we, they do have a lot of young guys back in that secondary. So, they're going to have to do some help coverage over top. I think it's going to be it's Poyer and Milano together. It's a combination of those yeah. two guys that are going to have to do whatever happens against Kelsey. Um, the difference that I think between these other teams and, and what the Bills are going to do, I don't think the Bills are going to be stupid enough to try and, and do any man-to-man. You know, like, right. I, I get that. So, like, last year, when you have Tariq Hill, yeah, that that I don't care if you got man-to-man zone or whatever. If he has an inch of space, he can go from zero to 500 miles per hour in a split second, and he can make it happen. This year, I just don't think – and we're not on the game yet, but I don't think that the, the speed is the same for what our defense has. So I'm not saying that I feel like we're going to, like, just come in and dog walk y'all boys at home. Like, that's not what I'm thinking. But what I, I do think it's a completely different game plan than what we saw last year in, in the divisional round. Like, I just – 
I don't I don't see it being as much as I love Patrick Mahomes and Josh both as talents. I don't think and actually and Pete agreed with me yesterday. I don't think the Chiefs have what it takes to go toe for toe like that. I think they really would have to play like the the, the time of possession game in order to win this game at home. Yeah, well, it is fascinating because, you know, I mentioned off, you know, uh, just your guys' defensive line and, 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 and the top tier edge rusher Von Miller now, you know, being a, a big factor in that. But obviously Gregory Rousseau as well. And, and just the fact that you have so much depth, you know, one way to kind of maybe help against those pass, rusher, pass rushing edges, which we saw Wiley and Brown both struggle Monday night and throughout the season, you know, against edge rushers. It is running the ball. So, I, yeah, I, I, I am curious to see if they really lean on that. We, the Bucks game was really one of the, the only times I've really been super impressed with, with how the Chiefs came out and ran the ball. It is an effort thing. It is a mentality thing with this team. It is a game plan thing, too. You know, it, it, it's, it's a mix-up. You know, it, it's, you can tell. Andy starts calling more, you know, uh, counter plays and power plays and, and toss sweeps rather than just leaning on inside-outside zone all game. And so that's – if they do kind of come out with that assertive mindset in the run game, um, I, I think it, it, it makes sense and, and kind of speaks to your point that they don't think they can keep up like in a shootout like we saw in the divisional round last year. You know what? I've, I've been trying to like stay away from the game and it seems like all we're talking about is the game. So let's How just can you not talk it. about it? Yeah. How let's can just, you not talk about I'm it? Trying to, I'm trying to. <laughs> well, hey, you, you guys didn't get your, uh, you know, you got to celebrate the Steelers win. Maybe. Well, no. You know, and you know what? This. And that's, that's what I was about to say. You know what? We beat them. We dog walked them. We did what we were supposed to do last week on, I forget which so, but somebody asked me like, what do you need to see from the bills against the, the Steelers in order to feel confident going into this game against the chiefs. And I said, I need them to not only cover the, the spread, but I need them to dominate. That's what they did offensively and defensively. Kenny Pickett had a decent day statistically as far as yards, but you give up three points. I can't be mad. Any, any last thoughts from either one of you on that game? And then we can just get right into it. Because I feel like like even when we're trying to talk about the Raiders, we're talking about the Bills and Chiefs, and then we're trying to – so let's just let's just go ahead and get – last thoughts, Sterles? You know, I, you know, I don't have any thoughts on it, man. I think you hit it on the head. I, I'm just ready to talk about the Chiefs. You know, the Steelers, it's, it was a dress rehearsal, man. Let's be honest. Shout out to Levi Wallace. I hope you're doing better, man. Real talk. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, Levi's dope. You got any last thoughts on that game from, from your observations or studies? Well, I mean, you know, I, I, it, it definitely wasn't a great feeling as a Chiefs fan to see the Bills kind of, you know, make those connections on those Gabe Dave, Davis touchdowns right before, mm -hmm. you know, the Chiefs game. Something that we saw in Arrowhead last year, uh, you know, obviously uh, his four touchdowns. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of not the greatest sign <laughs> to see him kind of come back looking healthy, you know, uh, after kind of being banged up all year. So that's my hey. thoughts. Hey, <laughs> I, I needed that. I needed that, bro. I need for any, if y'all having a bad day, y'all just missed something golden. That was just that was beautiful, dog. <laughs> it happened like beautiful. perfectly too. I did it, and then he said it. It was perfect. So, all right, well, let's get into it. So, let's start off. Typically, when we start off about the upcoming week, we always start off with the injury reports. Injury reports as of today. So, uh, we'll start off with the Buffalo Bills. Listen, this is still a long injury report, but I'm gonna just tell you what for Bills fans, this is a celebration. This is a celebration. Um, I'll go down it real quick. We had all the, they had so many limited guys. So I'll start there. Benford limited, Edmonds limited, Elam limited, Jones as in Daquan Jones limited, uh, Dawson Knox limited. We had Von Miller limited for rest day, so he's fine. Uh, Mitch Morris limited, uh, Jordan Phillips limited, and Jordan Poyer limited. All these guys. I, I'm telling you right now, it's the Chiefs. They're playing. <laughs> and if they're not playing, I mean, if there's one that, that I feel like isn't playing, I feel like it's maybe 
you know, we'll get there. We'll get there. Did not practice. Uh, we had Taiwan Jones with a knee that didn't practice. We had Jake Kumaro with an ankle that did not practice. And we had Roger Saffold, which also was veteran rest that did not practice. To me, this is like a blessing in dis- not even in disguise. This is just a blessing. Um, Sterles, thoughts on on how the injury report is now um, seemingly to it looks like we're getting healthy at the right time. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Only person on here I see that probably won't play is Jake Kumaro. But I feel like, and I don't know the status of Taiwan Jones. He didn't practice today. But I feel like the rest of these guys, they're playing. Uh, and, and we've seen, you know, maybe Sean McDermott had this idea that, you know, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, the whole idea was to get them ready for this game. You know, I think mm-hmm. if you're going to have any kind of effective pass rush, it needs to be through the middle, not necessarily the edges on Patrick Mahomes. So uh, the Bills are getting healthy at the right time. And I tell you what, um, obviously I had my jokes and stuff like that. I was sad that Tremaine and Jordan didn't play last week. But I think everybody who watches football from a certain perspective knew we could kind of sit Maine and and Jordan out last week, you know, like, and it was one of those things this week. We need those guys. Like we we need those fellas. Um, Let's, let's take a look at my man, Ron's team real quick. Ron, why don't you run down your your squad real quick, man? Absolutely. No, you you guys mentioned you guys are getting healthy at the right time. You know, all of a sudden we got a lengthy injury report list after kind of, you know, having a a good amount of health for most of the season Um, right off the top. You know, Tershawn Wharton actually tore his ACL, so he he he's you know he's out for the season. Um, so it, you know wow. he's he's not playing no matter what. Very you know he's an important uh, secondary kind of edge rusher, uh, or sorry, not edge rusher, interior rusher. Uh, you know, in those third down packages, man, he's a spark plug. So they're gonna miss him. But the other guy's not practicing. Uh, you saw a cornerback Rashad Fenton who got burned on Monday night a couple times. Um, he has a hamstring injury and he's not practicing. And then Brian Cook, the the rookie third safety for the Chiefs, plays in the dime defense. Um, I actually didn't notice that he got a concussion until after the game, I heard. So don't really know uh, where that's at. And, and, you know, with today's NFL, you you know, that's probably going to be kept out maybe out of this Mm -hmm. game, depending on how severe it is. But, you know, big, big important thing is is Harrison Butker. Uh, The Chiefs have been missing their starting kicker uh, very much, and uh, he's limited. So we don't know for sure if he's going to be back or not, but. Um, besides that, Frank Clark is limited. He left at halftime of this last game with an illness after playing pretty well in the first half, so that was pretty disappointing. Um, Mike Dana, he's been out a few games, but I, I think he's trending on the way back. Um, you know, and, and the rest of these guys I'll kind of skip over, except for Trey Smith, because it is it is worth monitoring or worth ner- noting. You guys mentioned you know le- uh, leaving maybe some Bills players out of the Steelers game because of the matchup. Well, it, it seemed like I think Trey Smith could have gone Monday night if they really wanted him to, but I think they just wanted to get him all the way back to 100% for this game. Like you guys kind of mentioned, this game's, uh, you know, all important. So Trey Smith, the right guard, you know, uh, he, he did not play. Uh, I guess he's missed a couple games now. Um, or he, he, le- he left uh, early in the game, but he, he should be back for Buffalo, and that's really good for the Chiefs offensive line. They need him. I think I think your point there is is the most important part because you saw uh, that pass rush of the Raiders actually actually disrupt Patrick Mahomes and I think right now what you're seeing out the Buffalo Bills since week one like every week has been consistent regardless of injuries or not we've been able to get to the quarterback rushing four guys and if we're able to do that with Von Miller and, and Greg Rousseau and whoever else is on the line this week if we're able to do that and then drop seven back into coverage it's going to make it very difficult for Patrick Mahomes. So let's get into it, man. Like, so we went through the injury report. Um, you have a lengthy one for the first time, it seems like, and we, ours is still long, but if we feel confident now, like, oh, we're getting healthy, even though we got guys limited. Uh, go ahead, Ron. 
Yeah, well, let me ask you guys. I mean, if we're getting into this game, if we're kind of getting into the the nitty gritty, um, you know, I, I I do, I am curious what you got, you know, because you kind of mentioned earlier how you know the Bills aren't going to be dumb and just kind of uh, you know playing man coverage are going to stay in their zone. I I imagine is what you're, you're saying, kind of you know stay in their two high zones. But that's the thing with this, you know, something I'm worried about with this Chiefs receiving core. I kind of mentioned it earlier is that they're not creating separation themselves. They're not necessarily you know getting open by themselves. You know, I, I think man coverage is almost working a little better this year against this team. And and honestly, maybe a change up that, that does switch them up. So I don't know. I just maybe wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, because it sounds like you kind of maybe, you know, thought that wasn't a good idea. You know, I, on, from my perspective, I actually think it, it might be a nice little change up, um, you know, because I, I do think if you do come out with that same, you know, that same static zone they've been seeing, you know, over the last two matchups, you know, I, I do think Andy and Mahomes just are going to feel pretty comfortable and just, you know, kind of, you know, operating against that, not very uncomfortable in that state. So all that to say is just how confident are you that the defense is going to, you know, play that kind of, uh, you know, that, that, that conservative style rather than maybe a little more aggressive. Oh, uh, well, I'll let you take it first, but I don't yeah. think it's going to be conservative at all. But yeah. I, I just okay, don't think okay. we're going to be a man, but go ahead. Go ahead. I, I think they're going to, you know, if you go from the film that I watched all, the bills games this year, you know, they're going to mix up those coverages. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think last week we saw, you know, Kyrie Elam being in man a lot, probably a little bit more than he's and that's his strength and he was still kind of getting toasted by uh you know nfl young boy over there so um <laughs> I, I just i just think that you, you're gonna see some of that um i think if you had micah you see a little bit more but you don't have micah so you know you can have uh poyer as that single high safety and kind of shade you know demar hamlin did a good job last week but again this is patrick mahomes you guys don't necessarily have that deep threat so, you know, if you guys are using flood concepts or you're using drag routes and stuff like that, you know, I, I think this would be for you guys. It'd be a great game to kind of get Pacheco and, and McKinnon on these swing passes in the screen game. Right. Uh, but I do expect Frazier to mix it up a little bit, but I still feel like they're, they're going to stay true to what they've been doing. And it's they're going to take away the run. You're not going to be able to run the ball effectively. So you're going to be forced in second and third and long to see what Mahomes can do. So, and this is where the edge, you know, the edge rushers come into play. Yeah. And, and saying on to piggyback off of that, it's one of those things where I look at, so Von Miller actually has gone on a record to say, not about this game, not about this game, but um, he's been saying like the, the key to being a great defense and a great defensive team is to go in there and not let teams dictate what you do. Like you have to be yourselves and continue to be yourselves and make them adjust to us. And I think the thing is, if I'm being honest about it too, like we know who Travis Kelsey is. So it's like, if, if we decide, yeah, okay, well let's go, man, and let's do this. It's, it's just one of those things where it's like, he's the one you don't want to get beat by. Yeah. Like if we're going to lose this game, let everybody else be like, if we, if we lose this game and out of nowhere, Juju has like a 180 yard day with two touchdowns. And then you got like, it's, it's something that clearly they, you guys just beat us. You know what I mean? It, we're not going to see Travis Kelsey with four touchdowns this Sunday. And, I, and if the, if Chiefs fans are looking for that, I'm sorry, I'm, this is not a shot, but it's not happening. You're not getting four touchdowns out of Travis Kelsey this Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. Well, so my thoughts on, on your talking Kelsey and, and you're, you're kind of maybe thinking through the differences. Cause I, you know, I think either way, I, yeah, I, I think you guys are going to stay in too high. I think there's no doubt about that. I, I, that's just, like you said, true to who you are, but you know, maybe just playing more man under that um, than, than maybe, and you know, they played man quite a bit, you know, against the chiefs in the divisional round two and, and, and got caught in it a few times, like the, the Tyreek play, obviously, but yeah, no, I, I, the thing with Kelsey though, is, is, is that I think, 
you know, and I know he's shaking some, you know, I know he made Isaiah Simmons look silly in week one on, on a few routes. And I know he's shaking some dudes, but he is at his best, you know, manipulating zone defenders, right? You know, his route running, his, his, you know, subtle cuts, you know, getting by, you know, into their blind spot, making him think he went that way. And then all of a sudden he, he's the other way. And, and, and he creates that throwing window that way. That's where him and Mahomes shine is, is they're just unnatural, unreal chemistry between each other, finding the windows between zone defenders. And, and again, Kelsey really just, you know, using his, his, his route running, his eyes is just such a technician um, and, and, and able to, to kind of create his own space by, you know, making a, a defender think he goes one way or the other. So that's where, you know, I, I think it, it, I think almost a more effective, you know, way to kind of maybe make Mahomes uncomfortable would be, you know, man Kelsey up and then maybe just have, you know, uh, one of your two high safeties, whichever side he's on, just, just, just maybe give him a little more attention, you know, uh, come up a little bit. And then, yeah, maybe you're risking a little bit of the deep play on that. But, you know, MVS, McColl, they have shown some deep targets. But, yeah, you, you guys mentioned that there, haven't, there hasn't really been a, a true deep passing game this year for the Chiefs offense at all, really. I mean, we haven't seen it. Um, it it's really been everything, you know, um, intermediate to short. And, uh, and so that's why I think maybe a defense like the Bills, talented enough, could maybe get away with, uh, uh, you know, kind of, kind of like I said, that attention, that more attention on Kelsey. So Here, Here's know. one thing that, that no one's talking about. Uh, the maturation of Tremaine Edmonds in this game because – Who ain't, who ain't I, talking about it? Well, no, no, hold on, hold on. I'm going to tell you what, what area I'm talking about specifically. So Mahomes, like you mentioned, is is, is who dynamite. Who ain't talking about it? <laughs> who ain't talking about it, dog? I want to know who ain't talking about it. <laughs> It's the eye movement. It, it, you know what I'm saying? What Mahomes is able to do in the pocket and move in his eyes, Tremaine has fallen sucker to that for two years straight. And I think, you know, now he's playing, you know, he's playing a lot better. Wait, uh, you trying to talk through that. Who who ain't talking about it? I want to know. You, you said ain't nobody talking about it. I want to know who ain't because I'm talking about it. <laughs> you talking about it. But the, the majority of the fan base isn't talking about the matchup between Tremaine Edmonds Kelsey with Mahomes in terms of how he's able to dictate coverages with his eyes and stuff. And, you know, I would say that Tremaine hasn't been great at that throughout his career. He's playing a lot better. This would be the biggest test for him. I think, you know, if, when we look at, I think when we go back on the season, when it's all said and done and we look at Tremaine Edmonds, I think, you know, this will be one of those turning corners for him potentially that if he can be disciplined in what he sees and trust, you know, trust his defense, trust his teammates around him that he can really cause some havoc here. I mean, no one's going to 1v1 on Kelsey. I mean, this is not going to happen. He's just too damn good, yeah. too big, right? Too good of a route runner. But you were mentioning those, those zone coverages. And so this is where, you know, your discipline has to come into play. Right. Uh, Thomas says, Tremaine and Matt have had success because of the improvement along the defensive line. I agree with that. But I also think, first, I agree with that. So I'm not disputing this at all when I make this statement. But I also think Tremaine and Matt have grown. Like, I, I just think that they're like this year, Tremaine is a different player. Like he's hitting people differently. He's running through holes differently. He's like, like he's, he's just, th th I hope everybody bills fans got a chance to watch. Um, what was it? Like the mic'd up thing against the, the Baltimore Ravens brick by brick, brick by brick. You know what I mean? Like I, I, Ron, I know you're not a bills fan. I'm going to send it to you though. <laughs> like just because I know you're a fan I'm of football and I know you love oh, yeah. it. Dude, it's one of the things like if you just watch it from a pure a pure football perspective and as a fan of the game, like when you when you see the way Bills fans talk about this dude sometimes and, and, and what he's been through as a player to get to at this point, like, dude, you just can't help but appreciate it and love this dude, man. Like he just Tremaine is I've always loved Tremaine. 
I've always I've always loved Tremaine. So, I mean, I got a problem there anyway. Like, I can't admit anything else because the dude is I thought the dude has been a beast since he came out. He's made mistakes. He's young. He was young. I still think he's young, but he's he can't have the excuse anymore. Well, he's only 19. He, he, he was young when he came out. He matured. And I think now what you're seeing is a guy that is of age that normally people get drafted at. And when they go to schools like Alabama or they go to these big schools and they come out, they're pro ready. And I think Virginia Tech is a good school. But when he came out at that age, I don't think he was like he wasn't ready to be this Tremaine that we're seeing this year. So it helps when you give him this type of defensive line and it helps when you put Jordan Poyer all pro pole behind him and you and you know, like it just helps. So, I mean, I could talk all night about Tremaine. Well, I, I do want to say just real quick off that is like that's how long we we've been talking about Chiefs Bills is that I can remember when, yeah, he was the, you were getting kind of slack for kind of standing behind Edmonds because he was having some struggles. And it's cool to see him, you know, you're you're. You're back in your boy. You're back in your guy. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you guys. He's, he's progressed. I just remember when it was very unproven. So that's how long we've been, we've been uh, doing this thing. So that's cool. Yeah, you know, you're right. You've been there since the beginning. Yeah. Of, yeah, I, I, we appreciate right. that, Ron. We appreciate. No, I, that. I just vividly, rem- <laughs> I vividly remember the, yeah, the, the Edmonds being a big, big deal for you, Jay Spence. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see. You. I'm happy. Just bodies everywhere this year, man. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I did want to bring up something because somebody in the comments, and let me see if I can find it real quick. They spoke about um, the Chiefs needing to be worried about Shakir. Now, this is my question first for Sterles, and then I'll bring it back around uh, to Ron. When you look at his injury report, like I said, we're getting healthy now. So, okay, Kumaro, may, he still may not play, but Isaiah McKenzie's back. So either, you know, what, does Hopkins go back down? Does, you know, uh, you know like, so are we looking at really, is Shakir literally going to be one of those guys now every week, regardless of who's healthy? Is he a guy that's going to be on this roster 53? Yeah, and the cool thing is, is that the Bills are operating in a little bit of 10 personnel last week, right? We really haven't seen that uh, this season so far. So I I think you got to give the kid a shot. Um, You know, I think he's uh, just as good as, you know, Sky Moore, not as explosive, but in terms of route running and separation, he's he's really good. So um, honestly, he is the slot receiver of the future for the Buffalo Bills. Let's let's call it what it is. Uh, He's playing that well. So I expect him to get more chances coming up. All right. So then now I'll, I'll swing this around around now. So you've seen a couple games where we've used him in the offense. Now we've yes. used him in the screen game. And then this last game, he has some big plays too. Um, what are your thoughts coming from a Kansas city perspective when you're looking at this rookie? Like we just talked about sky Moore. What about, excuse me. What about our guy? Now we have a, a rookie that I obviously he's my guy. So I tweeted out, he's my favorite rookie wide receiver, but really he's making big plays for Josh. Uh, what yeah. is it like for you, man? No, last Sunday, you're right. I, I, I couldn't believe, you know, how, how good he looked, uh, you know, and, and, and the fact that he went in the fifth round, you know, I, I do remember him getting some, some good hype in the, in the pre-draft process. So we talked um, about him. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, exactly. Me and Cyril talked about him. So, I mean, that's, it, it was definitely a good pick. And, and it honestly, it just kind of speaks to how, how deep your guys' playmaking kind of cupboard is, um, you know, cause, cause, you know, I, you know, and, and, and Khalil Shakir, I, I guess I should stay on this, you know, it, the chief slot cornerback, Legereus Sneed, he is a more physical player. He is a, you know, he's a longer uh, player, but he does have the speed to kind of keep up and, and, and the athleticism to keep up with, with slot players, which is why he's, is he's been able to, to play in the slot. So he is one of the, he's one of the only uh, cornerbacks that I, I feel good about whoever he's covering to an extent. So I, I, I guess, you know, when I think of Bill's receivers, I, I think of Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis against what, what, you know, anyone watching Monday Night Football saw. And Chiefs cornerbacks that are, are having a tough time against outside receivers, especially on the perimeter. 
um, you know, deep, deep plays. Um, just, just they're, they're getting, you know, taken to the woodshed a little bit. But, you know, I guess one thing we didn't mention on the injury report because he's not on it yet, uh, yet. But cornerback Trent McDuffie is eligible to return to I, uh, from IR this week. And he is uh, – he did practice, but he just hasn't been taken off IR. So it doesn't register on the injury report. But all that to say is, you know, I, I was very impressed with Shakir. So I'm definitely, you know, excited to see him, you know, see if he can keep making plays. But as a Chiefs fan, man, I am – you know, I saw Devontae Adams on Monday night. I think Stephon Diggs can have a very, very similar impact, unfortunately. But I, I really do. And even Gabe Davis, too. I mean, we've seen it. <laughs> unfortunately, we've seen that in Arrowhead, Gabe Davis have a big game. So uh, that the two outside receivers uh, are definitely my more concern. You know what? When you said that, I think, to be honest, again, this is, this is where it gets difficult. And I know you can relate to this as a Chiefs fan over the last several years. I'm not trying to sound cocky when I say this. I really think that Diggs and Davis can have a bigger day than what we saw out of Adams for diff- for several several reasons. The the way the offense is now developed for the Bills, they've really figured out how to Josh has taken literally what the defense gives him. And when the defense gives him that long ball, he'll take it. But he's also he's gotten comfortable since week 1 throwing the ball to Steph for 5 yards and letting him turn it into 9 or throwing it to him for 3 yards and turning it into 7. He's perfectly comfortable with doing that and I think you're going to see more than just a couple big plays and some pass interference calls. You're going to actually see guys eat up these yards and we methodically go down the field, like first down, first down, first down, touchdown. You know, I think that's how, and the same thing with you guys now, because I don't think without Tariq Hill, I think it minimizes not completely, but I think it diminishes a little bit your ability to to have those big plays. So, you know, I just I just think it's going to be different this week. And, and I'm I'm curious to see about the matchup with your cornerbacks. That's that's what is intriguing me the most. Right. Well, I, I think you're right about the Devontae Adams point, how, you know, he did have a big game, but it was only three catches. And, and that was something going into the game. I thought you'd see, you know, maybe, you know, nine, 10, 11 catches just force feeding him the ball. And I could definitely see a higher volume of, of impact plays from from the Bills receiving core just because they have a more competent quarterback in Josh Allen, you know, someone that understands, you know, you guys say, you know, take what you give him, but he's a good enough quarterback, a, you know, a, a impressive enough, um, you know, arm to, you know, kind of force balls that maybe aren't even open. But, hey, I want to get Stephon Diggs the ball here and, and I'm going to trust him to, to go make this play on, you know, on a on a sideline route where, you know, it looks like he might be covered. I mean, th- those are the kind of things where these cornerbacks, you know, Jalen Watson is playing a lot of snaps. He's a seventh round rookie and he has looked good. He is a competent player. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. he actually looks better than Rashad Fenton, but that's not saying much. Uh, so that's, that's where it's like, he looks competent, but man, he, he is still a rookie. Dang. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dang, I know. Bro. No, Chiefs, Chiefs kingdom is completely turned on Fenton. So I, I'm not worried about that, but, uh, but no, it's just that I, I think Allen's the type of quarterback, you know, to, to test the receivers more downfield, even if, you know, maybe the corners seem to have decent coverage and i and i think that's what's really gonna gonna you know like you said make it a bigger impactful game than even adams had monday night yeah your corners are getting torched my boy yes they, <laughs> they are they yeah, cut they go get to, that work on sunday it's bro. about to, well, it's about the, to be filthy and the sad the sad part is it, it's the group minus a rookie first round pick so yes yeah. it's a first round pick but it's still a rookie cornerback that you're re- relying on coming back and making it all better so yeah it's 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 not going to get better before it gets any worse. I, I guess it's the term, right? Uh, yeah. So let me ask you this, Ron, and, and I'll get your perspective on this too, Stros. Um, it, it is the first time I believe in your quarterback's career, Patrick Mahomes has never been an underdog at home. 
Yeah. If I'm reading that properly. Yes. And for the first time he opened, I think they opened up at one and a half. And I think to, today when I looked prior to the show, it was at three. Um, so the Buffalo Bills are favored to go. Typically, like it, I, I, even when it's evenly matched, they'll still kind of give the home team the favorite by like two or three points. And that's basically the home field advantage. Mm-hmm. The Bills are favored by three. So you take that home field advantage away and it almost sounds like Vegas is saying six points. How do you feel about that? How does Chiefs Kingdom? I'm sure it's not. Ha- I'm sure they're not happy. How right. does Chiefs Kingdom feel about this? And and realistically, um, is it disrespectful or do you feel like it's, it's something that is like, OK, this, this, this is what is happening now? Well, it is disrespectful. I mean, if you're talking about if you're in Mahomes shoes, right, if you're in Andy Reid's shoes, I mean, you do feel disrespected um, being an underdog at home. But I don't think it's it's, uh, you know, outrageous or, or, or unnecessary. You know, I mentioned it earlier, but, you know, I, I do think you just you just got to kind of sit down and look at each team's resume from the offseason, see how close they were as as competitors last year. I mean, you know, it, it just because the Chiefs won, you know, either team could have won that game very easily, uh, as we both know. It's just the Bills are the one that kind of, you know, that, you know, stayed the same or got better while the Chiefs. Uh, you know, definitely didn't stay the same and 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 potentially got worse. And, and we still don't know exactly, you know, uh, how high their ceiling is. I think we're going to maybe, you know, uh, find out maybe this game, um, how they perform. So all that to say, yeah, I, I, it, I don't I don't think it's very it's not disrespectful to me. Like, I don't feel disrespected. Um, I, I, you know, I, I do think the line should maybe be closer to zero. I think three, three points that, you know, on the road is, is a lot for the Bills. I mean, I, I you know, I think that's a little unfair for y'all, but uh but yeah, I mean, I, it, it's disrespectful to the players. That's all that matters. They're going to feel disrespected, I promise. Yeah, I mean, I'm over here drinking a whole bottle of wine by myself because I'm nervous for the game, okay? <laughs> so It's common, you know, man. I, I know, dude. You know, I yeah, I think you throw all the records out. Uh, you throw all the records out, man, when these two guys play. I mean, it, it's, it's almost Brady-Manning. I mean, you just never know. Whoever has a hot hand is who's, who's going to win. I don't think your defense is going to matter. I don't think the Bills defense is really going to matter uh, when you're playing with with two elite quarterbacks like that. I know I think it's going to come down to coaching and quarterback play is what's going to win this game. So, um, yeah, call it disrespectful. You know, I don't at this week. I'm not even really paying attention to the uh, the betting lines that much. Right. I'm not putting that much stock into it because I know how good Mahomes is and the Chiefs are. And, and it's any any given Sunday. So but it's going to be a damn good game and I yes. cannot wait for it. It's gonna be a great game. I'm I'm hoping. Like, so as a Bills fan now, like take take the the professional side of me out of it. As a fan, I'm hoping that the line is accurate. You're like I'm hoping that it's one of those things where it's like you look at the the way the Chiefs defense is played. It, it's not ranked um, at the top of the league like you would kind of expect Chiefs defense to be. And Josh has taken a step forward. Mahomes is still Mahomes, but our defense is, as a fan, like this is how I'm looking at it. Mm-hmm. But then, like Sterling said, man, realistically, you take a step back and you look at it, it's like, man, that boy. I told somebody yesterday, somebody said to me, uh, oh, no, the Bills going to blow him out. We're different than the Raiders. And I was like, they still got 15. Like, they got that dude. Like, we got Josh, and they got that other dot. Like, he, <laughs> Mahomes, is, he's different, man. So, uh, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a fun matchup. I'm not as nervous as Sterling, but, uh, you know, I think it's <laughs> – I think it's going to be a good one. So in the comments, we about to we about to get down to um, some predictions. We're going to do some stat lines for both Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen this week. Um, we can start off with let's start off with uh, Sturrows, and I'll save Ron since he's the, the guest of the hour. We'll save Ron's for for the ending here. But Sturrows, let's get a um, a stat line for Josh, a stat line for Mahomes, and then a, a game prediction and, and your reasoning as to why you're going whichever way you're going. 
Yeah, I'm going to go uh, 27 to 38, 341, three touchdowns. Um, I think it's going to be Bills 34 30. 30 for 30. Yeah. Let's get it. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> um, I'm going to go. Wait, say the score again. 34 30. Bills. Thirty. <laughs> I just like when you said, and I said it. I'm like, wait, thirty-four, thirty. I'm with you, but I just okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna surprise people. Yesterday I had a different score, um, but I've slept on it, and I've watched this morning. I watched um, the condensed versions of a couple games, and then a couple games full version of the Chiefs, and same thing with the Bills. Um, I think it's gonna be lower scoring than what we're expecting. I think it's gonna be like low 20s i think it's like 24 21 i think that three point thing stands i'm gonna go with my guys because i'm gonna go with my guys but i think it could go either way like if it comes down to three points obviously i'm saying that the chiefs have a very realistic chance to beat the bills but i don't think it's gonna be that that 30 point juggernaut scoring thing because i think both defenses are gonna take this personally you know in in with josh and mahomes being who they are they're gonna get theirs but i just don't think it's gonna be one of those things where josh is gonna be able to just that, now, I hope he does, but I'm not seeing a 400-yard game this week. I'm not seeing um, six touchdowns and all that stuff. With Mahomes, again, I think our defense is better. I think he's going to get his. I don't see it being um, one of those games. Where, like the, the, the opener, like when, when you guys came and played the, the Cardinals, it was just like not even I, – I didn't even – I was like, oh, we're going to go through this again this year. And I don't think it's going to be that. It, so uh, – and then as far as stats, I think, Josh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with – like 285, two touchdowns. We're going to get one on the ground. Not from Josh. It's going to be – I think Devin's going to get his first touchdown on the ground this week. So I'm going to go two touchdowns from Josh through the air, uh, like 285, 275 around there. I think Mahomes Mahomes might have a, more yards passing because I think they're going to try to control the clock, so it's going to be a lot more of that stuff. So I think it's going to be one of those maybe 315. Same thing, two touchdowns. Um, I'm going to give him a pick. I'm going to give him a pick because I think I think he's going to try to to press the issue in a way to Travis Kelsey one time that Jordan Poyer ain't going to like. Shout out to All Pro Poe. <laughs> all Pro Poe. All Pro Poe. What's up with you, Ron? What like you think? That. Well, okay. Well, I like the stat line prediction. That's, that's kind of cool. I was just actually uh, looking at uh, last year's the playoff game stat line um, and and kind of looking at that. And and it, it is kind of funny. You know, like Josh Allen only had 320 yards. You think in that kind of game, you, you you know, each quarterback would get closer to 400. Like Mahomes wasn't even there either. But uh Okay, looking at this game, you know, we've talked about so much, um, you know, with, with, with how the offenses are, are kind of just going to do their thing, right? And, and I, I believe that, you know, I, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game in terms of the Chiefs is, is a good example of, of what they can do when they really have a, a, a mindset. You know, they were the underdog in that game as well, and, and I think that does play into it a little bit with, with the energy they came out with, the, the, the strategy, the game plan. And so I do, I do see the offense coming out uh, firing, um, and I see the Bills offense coming out firing, but I got to take my guys. I got to take the home team. You know, you guys got to get one of these games in Buffalo uh, before I, I'm going to pick y'all. So uh, Chiefs 34-31. I, I like the I like the 34-30 score, uh, Sterl. So I'm stealing from you a little bit. 34-31. I'm going to go. Josh has 3-30 and three because I do okay. think the Bills are going to be able to to put up some some points and and obviously you know put some put up some air yards, put up some passing yards, no doubt. Um, and, and, and I do think, you know, Josh will do some stuff on the ground, too. That's that's one thing, you know, we didn't talk about. But Willie Gay is suspended. He is a huge part of tackling a scrambling Josh Allen, even on the design runs, too. 
and and not having him, you know, because he's so athletic and a linebacker, not having him is a huge deal um, dealing with Allen. So that's where I think the Bills offense is going to have a, you know, a, a lot of a lot of success. But again, Mahomes at home, Andy Reid, A plus game plan, you know, over my dead body kind of performance from Mahomes. I'll, but at the same time, I do think he only gets to, I'll say, 280 and two touchdowns. I do think we see the ground game a little more um, impactful this, this week. Um, you know, they did it against the Bucks, and I know the Bills – I think the Bills have a stronger defensive line than the Bucks had that game. They were a little banged up, and, and you know, uh, they had Vita Vea, but not some other guys. But uh, all that to say, Chiefs 34-31, that, that's what I'm going with, guys. I, I think it's going to be a great game. Yo, my man Juan, real quick before – he said the Chiefs secondary going to get violated. The train isn't stopping. Keep it rolling. 44 to 17 bills. Can I just say, if this happens, do you know what, like, the world as we know it as far as sports will be in shambles? ESPN, FS1, every podcast network, every vidcast network, it will be in shambles. You'll be hearing about, like, people outside of Buffalo are tired of hearing about Josh Allen right now. I'm telling you, if that happens, it's going to be ridiculous. I don't even think I'll want to cover the bills next week if that happens. It's going to be too much. Just, like, too much. So, all right, let's go ahead and get ready to get on out of here. Before we do, though, man, um, again, I want to thank Ron for taking the time out to join me. Yes, sir. Um, we, we always have a great time. We got to get you on a chop up, too. So, Sterling and I, uh, along with my man Antoine Staley, he covers the Jets. We uh, get together on Saturday nights and we kind of talk about the entire league for the most part. We also oh, throw in some sweet. stuff about music and hip hop and all that stuff. So, we got to get you on and just have a good time with that, man. Um, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you, uh, what work you got coming up this week? I'm sure you're busy like the rest of us. So, let, let's know what you got coming up. Man, you're not kidding, especially with the short week. Uh, you know, it has been hectic this week, but I appreciate you guys having me on. I had a lot of fun um, talking through this. I, I feel like I know, I feel like I know a lot more about the game after uh, talking with y'all. So, appreciate y'all. Yeah, I, I am on Twitter at Ron underscore cop. Um, I am the lead analyst at arrowheadpride.com. You can follow all my work there. I, I you know, I'm, I'm writing articles pretty much daily. And, uh, and so, you know, I appreciate you guys having me on. Appreciate you guys. Let me, uh, uh, you know, plug my stuff, man. Anytime, anytime. And, uh, I just again, I just appreciate you because you're you're actually when you said it and I said it earlier. But then when you when you reiterated, it was like, no, nah, this dude really family now. Like we've really been kicking it every year. <laughs> and and I don't see it stopping because I feel like we're going to play you guys every like now. Those are the marquee guys. So it was going to be we're going to be talking to each other for the next decade, man. So uh, let's keep it going, man. This is awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, man, you know, there's no stopping this. These two contenders, I you know, in the near future. So uh, you're going to have to get used to me. I'm not going anywhere. So. And uh, Sterles, same thing. I know uh, you're you're this is home technically anyway, like you you be around. But why don't you let everybody know what you got going on? Um, anything this week that you're doing for any other networks or anything like that? Yeah, man, I got an article coming up uh, about Josh Allen should drop by this weekend about his MVP campaign. Uh, but all my work you can find here at Buffalo Rumblings. Uh, you know, you can come find me on Sunday mornings, uh, you know, intentional grounding. So that's always two hours before the game. Just depends on when the game is, but that's two hours for the game. So I'm happy to be here, Ron. You know, that's my guy. We talk draft. We do our thing, man. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, he, he's family for sure, man. Yeah, my, it, guys. It's, it's, my guys. It's real, though, man. Like, it's, it's crazy how, um, you know, doing this podcast has, has afforded me the opportunity to really build some relationships with some good people. And it's just like, yo, you one of them, man. And it's, it's, this is a dope. This was a dope night. This was a dope experience. And, you know, every anytime, anytime well, we play the Chiefs. Yeah, well, you guys are my guys, and uh, and I, I do want to say though, like I, you know, you, it, it's you two for sure, but whole Bills Mafia, man, I do got to give you all credit because you know I, I really take pride in Chiefs Twitter being you know pretty active and, and a lot of good information, a lot of guys you know 
pointing out different things, pointing out different stats, pointing out. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I, I follow a couple of y'all. But man, Bill's Twitter is, is nuts like that too, man. Definitely a ton of ton of smart breakdowns. I mean, just you know, I I and you know, I I feel like I know about the Bills just you know just as much as you know just because you guys have such good breakdowns and the whole Twitter. So shout out y'all specifically, but. Man, just Bills Mafia. I think Chiefs Kingdom and Bills Mafia, man, they're they're a lot more similar than than maybe we, we yeah. uh, you know give them credit for, man. You know, kind of kind of similar fan bases. Uh, you know, I we kind of got a little uh, we we beat y'all to the to the um, you know to the to the start in terms of this this new era of of winning. You know, we all mm-hmm. we both had the 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 uh, droughts for forever, but uh, I don't know. Now we're here, guys. Let's just enjoy it together. Let's just uh, you know let's just enjoy you know this contending together. I agree with you. And I, and, and I guess we can end on this. Like, I feel like I wish, because to your point, content wise, like both, both sides of it, man, like there's great content coming out. Good yeah. people. I feel like there's a portion of the, of each fan base though, that just like really enjoys attacking each other. And I agree with you when, when I feel like we're a lot alike, like we're a lot alike, man. Yeah. And I look at the chiefs fan base as like a sister or brother fan base. And I would just, you know, I would really love if we could, respect i mean obviously talk your mess like i get off you know i get off these <laughs> jokes you're gonna catch these jokes because they fly but at the same time like i love the chiefs fan base i, I yeah. you know i i just i wish it could be a little more peaceful sometimes on on twitter when it comes to the fan base's button heads yeah i mean i i agree i mean i i definitely agree i, I you know last year I, I will say hand up i riled i riled y'all's feathers a little bit i uh i pointed <laughs> out that maybe josh allen had a few turnover worthy plays that uh that he got lucky you know I, that's you know, not a real stat though right turnover worthy, it's trash well i you know and that's why i wanted to back it up with the you know the clips of it but uh that was a bad decision i i, I will say but uh, <laughs> that was the, the beauty of it was i think i think you had me on like right after that and, and <laughs> You know, y'all gave me y'all gave me crap, but uh, you know it was all love. So I, I don't know. I it's it's all it's always fun with y'all. So I appreciate you guys. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's get on out of here. Much love to everybody in the room. Um, again, shout out to my man Joe Miller. I missed him tonight. That's my dude. Uh, I'm sure we'll be back and better than ever next week. Uh, hold on, my man Brian says that's tough. Twitter is the most toxic place in this earth, and I tell you, you know what? You are not lying, bro. Like you are not lying. But listen, again, shout out to my man Joe. I can't wait to have him back. He had a really good show this week. If you didn't get to check it out, go back and check out the overreaction show where he had a great reaction. I don't. I, I can't even call it an overreaction, but he had a great reaction to the to beat down against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm looking forward to his show this weekend against uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. And y'all already know how we do it over here. I, this ain't Dakota Conduct, but I'm going to say it. Love each other. Take care of each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive. Test negative. Go Bills. Mm-hmm.